0: Hey, 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 welcome to Bono Stuff, and today's episode we are chatting with the Reverend Dallas Conyers coming to us from South Carolina, owner of Healthy for Purpose, and we get into Ferments, her company, Healthy for Purpose, her health journey, which takes us all the way back to Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, uh, where I met her in in Brooklyn Tech. Uh, We're not going to say the year, we do say it in the show, but she didn't appreciate that, so... uh, We'll leave that for you to watch in the show or listen in. Uh, we touch on climate change. She is an advocate for environmentalism. So we, we definitely go in deep on some of these topics. It was a really fun talk. We did get a little heated about the difference between uh, veganism and, and meat eating and which uh, has its different benefits. That, was, that got fun. Uh, if you guys make it through toward the, to, later in the show... Uh, let me know what you think. It it, it was a fun chat for both of us, I think. I I know I enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, the the drama's always a good way to see, uh, you know, what ideas come to life and and tests, uh, a little bit of where we stand. So I, I had fun with that. Got, uh, the Reverend run in the background here. So hopefully, uh, I don't get copyrighted on that one. But, um, the other Reverend, Dallas Conyers, coming to you live or wherever you listen to it live enjoy here we are we are live with reverend the reverend dallas conyers hi coming to us from south carolina yeah how is the weather there wet and cold totally yeah. want my moving expenses back this is not <laughs> what i signed up for moving to the south <laughs> Uh, well, you know, aren't a bunch of hurricanes going through there and everything from time to time?
1: Yeah, but I'm more western part of South Carolina. I'm I'm in a, a geographically advantageous spot
0: when it comes okay. to. But st- it's just well, like it's snowing in Las Vegas right now. We're I'm in Southern California, um, and it's 99 percent of the time it's sunny and beautiful. And and this morning I took my dog for a walk and like I I I was like trying to record a thing just to see if it even like <laughs> the wind is just like killing me but it, the waves were crazy everyone's taking videos of the waves because we're just not used to it being like that crazy yeah anyway hello hey <laughs> well, well i guess that will tie into climate change and we'll talk about that a little bit um mm-hmm. but dallas and i went to brooklyn tech together yes 2001 class <laughs> of well oh, you don't want me to aid you
1: no, no need to date twenty years. I mean, come on now. It's our twenty year anniversary or uh,
0: reunion, not anniversary. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sending
1: this broadcast to nobody now. It's official.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Hey, we're 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 doing good for you know twenty years of uh, out of high school. I think uh, we'll see how the reunion goes if there is one. that's virtual or I don't know. We had what eight uh, hundred something kids in our in our class, I think that made it. I think we started with 1200 from what I recall and we made it to like 800 something graduated. So I don't know if you can do a Zoom with 800 people as a reunion.
1: <laughs> we can try, I've heard of them. They have like a package up to a thousand. Let's do this, why not?
0: That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a whole hectic thing, but hey, yeah, why not? Why not? So <laughs> uh, let's touch base, let's circle back. Tell us a little bit about your story. Um, again, I've, uh, how we connected recently, uh, and like realized we have some things in common, uh, and said, let's get on this, let's get on a recording and talk. So tell me a little about what you've been up to.
1: Yeah. So, wow. So <laughs> like he said, I went to school with Bo, right, and I'm I'm not gonna call out your entire last name because that's total Babenko. We we called him Babenko, yeah. right? No, and, well, I
0: was Bobo in, in and and Bobo, right? Bobo,
1: and, <laughs> and so we went to school. So of course, I'm seeing him on Facebook every so often, and he's like, "Yo, getting my doctor physical therapy," and I'm like, "That makes so much sense for you. Like, I knew you were in high school, so it's gonna be weird to call you doctor, but." The field and the level of expertise definitely matches. So that's actually where it started out for me and circling back to this point, because at that time I was severely, like chronically ill and disabled. I had gotten into a car accident. Um, It highlighted and activated three genetic diseases in my body at the same time. It took- What, What year was that? That was in 2011. So, but before that, I had been chronically ill from various autoimmune diseases. And so I'm watching, I'm I'm really watching my Brooklyn Tech friends, right? Because I went to a school for college for art, so they're useless. But I'm watching my <laughs> I'm watching my Brooklyn Tech friends and I'm like, who's a doctor? Somebody needs to help me because these doctors are doing nothing for me, and my body's constantly falling apart. And so I just watched you. And as I went on my own health journey, because doctors considered continue to be largely useless, <laughs> um, <laughs> telling me stupid stuff like, yeah, we found something in your scans, but that can't be it. Well, does it match my symptoms? Yeah, but that that's not it. And and yeah. and that was like six, that was nine months after the accident. And then they found another one, like three years after the accident, and then they found the last genetic disease a full six and a half years later. And wow. by then, I had been to so many neurosurgeons. I had been getting pressured to have brain surgery this whole time. Um, one of my neurologists has started giving me psycho tropic and antidepressant medications. Cause he was of the opinion that because he didn't know what was wrong with me, that I was imagining it and I was psychosomatic. Mm-hmm. And, um, it took me going to one more neurosurgeon who had actually studied the little paragraphs because what I, the conditions I have aren't common and have been very much so neglected in terms of study and research until recent years. And, um, he gave me information that, Really ties in to nutrition, physical therapy, but more than anything else, posture. So, mm. yeah. So definitely was keeping my eye my eyes on Dr. Bobenko. Yeah,
0: <laughs> get that posture up. That Very posture. cool. Um, yeah, I'm always and and that's the thing too with with being online and putting myself out there. Uh, I think a lot of times I don't even know what if who's watching, what effect it's having, and sometimes down the line I hear these and again that's why I'm I'm going to keep doing it and even if I help you know one person with each post or whatever it is uh, it it really is rewarding and uh, to your point I'll I'll add yeah again that's kind of my brand is fit care physio that I've I've recently kind of adapted and it's just a alternative to the healthcare space cuz healthcare is broken in this country it's good for somewhat keep people alive I don't that deep through no, did you hear a beep? No, that's just me. Okay, it, good. it, it interrupted. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but go ahead. Okay, I don't know where that's coming from or how to get rid of that. But anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, what I'll say is, is yes, the, the 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 healthcare system is set up to keep you alive, to keep you moving, but it's it's hard to go past that, especially when you get, oh wow, like you got a lot going on, uh, and let alone like who is going to talk to you about eating and all these things. So phenomenal that you know you eventually found. Some solutions there, but yeah, it's it's a crazy system that we're in, and we can certainly touch on some of that stuff. But let's go to your the the kind of the uh, we're doing three percent better. So uh, three things that we're going to learn from the Reverend is first one, uh, tell us a little more about what you practice as a Reverend and and interfaith as a term. I the concept is simple enough, but like I want to know a little more about why it's a concept that exists and, and like, what, tell us more about that. Cause I I love the concept on the surface level for sure. But yeah, tell us a little more about that.
1: I love that. Okay. So interfaith confuses people, right? They're like, especially people who are non-Christian and they've dealt with hateful Christians. They're like, aren't you supposed to like discard and be mean to everybody who's not Christian? And I'm just like, no, (laughs) that's not what it says at all. Actually it says you're supposed to love everybody. And in my personal opinion, um, we all worship God, right? Even the polytheistic God um, beliefs have like this hierarchy of, you know, demigods to like Supreme God. Right? So I believe that we just all worship the same God, Uh, but with different names because we speak different languages and we have evolved from different cultures and different climates and, you know, different conditions. So we have these different ways that we celebrate God based upon the way we had to live due to our climate and availability of food and water and sunlight, right? And then, because we're all just like really, really complicated plants, food, water and sunlight. So interfaith means it welcomes all beliefs to work together for a common good, which is what most faiths talk about. And in that working together for a common good, we have to weave our beliefs and our willingness to believe in one another and believe for one another and not allow anybody who is not of that faith to be left behind. Now, a big sticking point that most people don't understand is that interfaith also includes people who don't necessarily believe in God because that is, in in and of itself, a faith belief. You have no faith. It's just the absence of a belief in a supreme being. But many people who don't believe in God believe in themselves as the God of their own manifestation and life. So we welcome everyone who wants to work within their belief of activating through what gives them strength, confidence, and direction to create a better world for everybody. And that's interfaith.
0: Amazing, I like mm-hmm. it. Thank you for breaking it down like that. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I've heard the term before. Uh, and tell, tell me a little more about, so you're in South Carolina, you're practicing. Uh, tell me a little about that setup. Uh, you mentioned it's a Baptist. Ba- you're a Christian and Baptist.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, so we have- Not that we're practice. here to
0: label people.
1: No, no, it's okay. It's cool. It's cool. I just want Uh, to
0: understand a little more.
1: Yeah. So I'm Christian. And quite technically, we are all very, very wrong when we go into denominations because the Bible literally says that there's one God, one word. One Christ. Right. And if you try to separate, like there's a whole, there's whole chapters about this. If you try to separate yourself and call yourself by another name, then you are wrong and you're being disrespectful to the, you know, the memory and the work of Christ. It's it's like really super simple. So all of this denomination stuff, I'm just like, uh, what happened was I was actually non-denominational. Um, in college, because I wasn't anywhere near saved or religious um, before college. And I just started going to church on campus and it was non-denomination. I was cool. And then um, when I got called to ministry, I got called to a particular church and it just happened to be Baptist. And um, it's not that I just adopted what they were like, yeah, I'm Baptist now. No, I actually went through the study of what Baptist tenants mean. Um, I made sure that what it means to be Baptist, which is to be baptized. In water, like immersed in water, not sprinkled, um, that it has actually biblically sound, and um, that was it. I was like, okay, so I can accept what this is. This is the, the church that God has called me to, and placed me under the leadership of Dr. McDaniel, which is my pastor, and I like everything about it. So I'm going. I'm good with this, and that's awesome. that's it.
0: <laughs> that is it. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> you said I say that too. <laughs> I call it bad on that one. But um, yeah, that's very cool. The only time I've ever been in South Carolina, by the way, was for my college roommate. Actually, you might remember a classmate of ours from Brooklyn Tech, Carlos Trinidad. Uh, he was my, you remember him.
1: <laughs> Is he in South Carolina?
0: No. Um, <laughs> but he was my freshman year college roommate at Wagner College in Staten Island. And uh, he only was there for a year and then he switched to the Marine Corps so he went to Paris Island in South Carolina and I drove down uh, with his girlfriend and some of his family members and we drove all the way down from Staten Island, I guess at the time. And and uh, that's the only time I've ever been that I can recall in the state of South Carolina. And I love traveling around, but that's the only time I've been in South Carolina. So I'll have to make my way back when some of this COVID stuff is a little, uh- oh, Carlos is watching, look at that. Hey, how you
1: doing?
0: There you go. Look at that. Um, so funny story there. So yes. Um, moving right along. Um, that brings me to, and, and I think you mentioned being in South Carolina. You're there because, yeah, his boot camp graduation. That's what I said. I, I said, yeah, that's your, yeah, Paris Island boot camp graduation. Uh, love you too, buddy. All right. <laughs> and, and I think he's in Ohio now. The last I checked. Anyway, um, so we're moving on to the environmental and farming because when I spoke with, oh, and Frederica, also from uh, our class saying hi, a lot of tech. I've, I, by the way, I've had like, I don't know, I've had like, this is my 10th episode or something that I'm doing and like, you're, you're my sixth tech guest. So I think I have a bias there for sure, so.
1: We're better people.
0: <laughs> Carlos is in Pittsburgh now for anyone wondering. Uh, and not watching on Facebook. So we'll shout that out. So <laughs> anyway, environment, South Carolina, uh, when we when we reconnected more recently, you mentioned um, one of the things you do has to do with land. And I didn't I was just like, you mean like like uh, grounding where you're touching the earth? And there's a couple of theories around like, you know, connecting with the earth. And I'm wearing my uh, live life DNA grounded shirt there, I'll show. Uh, and that's one of my buddies uh, one of my best friends companies called osman uh, which is an island term are you familiar with that term osman no like it's like true to life if you've spent time in the islands he tells me this is a thing he's he's from Barbados um but anyway i wanted to support and shout him out um
1: i need one of those
0: yeah yeah he's got some really cool stuff and they even they have some cool um masks and everything for the time but yeah he just started out so i'm definitely gonna link him somewhere, but A-S underscore M-A-N-N, uh, and I'll put that out there somewhere. But environment, fasting, or or uh, grounding and farming, let's talk about that, how that connects to you, um, a little bit of that journey, and uh, let me know what is going on
1: there. Okay. Fasting is a part of that too, but that's a different thing. So <laughs> environment. So what I realized is, I said I was always chronically ill growing up. What I didn't realize at the time was, um, and nobody realized was that the housing development that I lived in when I was younger, meaning pre-high school was built on top of um, an old garbage dump and right next to an active garbage dump, like within a mile, we could walk to the new garbage dump. Um, So I had constant bronchitis, um, anything right in here. I had the itis every year. For about eight months out the year, my stomach was constantly upset, and um, my it was just a lot of stuff. Then in high school, I moved, um, and I stayed between Bedford Stuyvesant and Flatbush. And at the end of high school, I developed um, not the end about sophomore junior year I developed moderate severe asthma. Now you remember those text tears, right? Like hard to forget them. Yeah, so there I- There were
0: I- a lot of them. For those not familiar, I'll tell them real quick, is yeah. uh, one of the largest buildings probably you'll see, uh, but it was nine stories, including yeah. you could have class in the basement. There mm-hmm. were elevators, but very limited. If somebody had like broken a leg or something, you have to have the note. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and might you have, have to, to, and you, I forget how long it was, but if between second and third period, uh, I think you get like four minutes or whatever it is, <laughs> and you- you might have to go from the basement to the seventh floor or something like that. So although seventh floor was the lunchroom, I think, yeah, so never mind, but, um, I had a situation that was close to
1: that. I had a class from the basement to the sixth floor that I had to make in mm-hmm. four minutes. Yeah. And at the beginning of one semester, I started out taking those, those stairs double time. Right. Cause I was in shape. I was, I was a big little girl, but I was in shape. Like I was built like a racehorse. So, um, I could make it up those stairs in less than two minutes. I mean, I would run up those flights of stairs. Um, then in the middle of the semester, my grades started dropping on my classes. All of a sudden I'm falling asleep more than usual, right? Cause we all knew I was a nodder, but um, <laughs> now I'm like, I'm, I'm hardcore sleep. Right. And it would happen after I went up from the basement, I would get to the sixth floor and I would just knock out in speech class. And I was like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. I'm hurt. My grades are tanking. My mental self-esteem is tanking with them because I was all about being smart. And um, it turned out that my lung capacity had decreased so low that the doctor said if I had been another week after months of going to doctors and being asked if I was on drugs, if I was pregnant, if I was sexually active, um, they finally did a, a scan of my lungs and said, you were a week away of you were passing out, you weren't falling asleep hmm. and you would have died in class wow. one day. So I mentioned all of that because now through my climate work, I understand that the air quality in Flatbush, Brooklyn and Bedford-Stuyvesant is some of the worst air quality in the U.S. Hmm. So I had that rapid onset of and develop- development of moderate severe, right below severe, severe asthma because I moved from one location to a next. So I went from um, garbage fields that were causing hormonal disruptions and chemical imbalances in my body that have made my immune system shaking and weak to going to where my air quality air quality was shutting down my lungs. Um, then, so I go out of, you know, I'm still living in um, the Flatbush area. So my my air, cause they didn't tell me the air quality was a the problem. Right. They just said, you have asthma. I go through work doing terrible, I take this weird test. It's like, find out what your micro allergens are. And I'm (laughs) like, whatever works, right? And it worked. It was like, my doctors are like, that's so fake. It's a placebo effect. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'll take this placebo over everything that has not been working with you, right? My hair started growing back. My skin started clearing up. I'm in my mid twenties now. My feet aren't swelling up to the size of balloons and turning red as lobsters at the end, at the middle and end of every day. Um, And I can function again. Mm -hmm. then I get in this major car accident and I wind up moving down to South Carolina and I'm in bed most of the time.
0: Mm.
1: It took me a few years to be able to walk again. I'm getting to the point. (laughs) All of a sudden, I warned you about this. All of a sudden-
0: Tell your story.
1: My um, lung problems were a lot less frequent. Mm -hmm. So I was still having stomach issues. I was still having like a lot of the other issues and I was always in pain, but that's whatever, that was life for me. Mm. Um, But my lungs are clearing up just because I moved and it was like, okay, that's fine. And then um, I noticed that when I started drinking bottled water, I started feeling a lot better. Mm. Come to find out a couple of years later, Spartanburg's water is totally suspect. Don't drink the stuff anymore, unless it's like heavily filtered. Which which water? Spartanburg, my county.
0: Yeah. South
1: Carolina. mm -hmm. So it turns out that over 80 percent of the counties. So think larger than your city, over 80 percent of over 88 um, counties in the U.S. have water quality as bad as um, Detroit's water system is or worse especially any place in the Native American Reservation. So I'm not surprised at all that my water quality is that bad.
0: Well, ironically, Uh, New York City tap water is some of the best water on earth. Ironically.
1: Ironically. (laughs) Right. Because you would think with all the stuff going on, but the reservoir system has been pretty much kept intact and the pipe systems get remodeled. And that's where a lot of the problems lie in an outlying Areas of the country. Mm-hmm. not so much that but the water the infrastructure. The infrastructure, right? So they love to talk about Spartanburg's water, and they they love to te- pull that water, say, test it right now. And I'm like, no, test it when it gets to my sink mm. <laughs> after it goes through mm. your pipes. Yes. I so I get involved in all this climate and health stuff. I start doing all this research. It's like eat organic. I'm like, I can't afford organic. I'll mm. grow organic and I go to yeah. school for agriculture.
0: Right. And
1: I learn even more. And then um I one of my agricultural classes talking about harvesting, and they talked about overharvest. What do you do with it? You ferment it, dude. Fermenting? What's that? It's steam. <laughs> yeah, but it's really good for you. You know what? It, it, it and this is what the teacher told us. She said I've heard of people autoimmune diseases being cured with ferments, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the ferment fermented foods um, bioavailability of this nutrients is six to seven hundred times greater than eating raw or cooked
0: foods. Yeah, because and for, any, yeah. For, for anyone who doesn't know what bioavailability is, is it? I'll, I'll jump in there and say, uh, the term you are what you eat mm-hmm. is not always true. Uh, it has certain validity to it, but you are what you absorb. So a lot of people, whether it's the food is not bioavailable, meaning it's available to be absorbed. So even if you're eating the best quality steak or, or vegetable in the world, uh, your body may not be able to absorb it because your guts are, and there's leaky gut syndrome and irritable bowel syndrome, all these different things where your, your body's not able to comprehend that. Or, or the alternative is the other way. Uh, the food you're putting into your body does not have the nutrients and, or if you're certain foods absorb better if you combine them with other foods. Uh, so even when people talk about vitamin D3, that's a very common, Thing that I think a lot more people are aware of. COVID brought some of that to light. A lot of folks uh, who had worse results uh, when they did get COVID had significant vitamin D3 deficiencies. So, one of the things that helps absorb vitamin D3 is it's fat soluble. So, you should be taking it in with some kind of fat. It allows your body to absorb it better, as well as vitamin K2, which is mostly found in natto. uh, And now, you want to talk about fermentation, it's fermented soy. It's supposedly Mm -hmm. one of the worst smelling things on earth in the world <laughs> um, in the world I've never smelled it have you had it or of
1: course I have so she, I so
0: we'll jump ahead to the fact that uh you're a vegan and yeah. vegans have limited food options so no we don't. what what hmm. no uh-uh. we there's over
1: 30,000 edible plants in this world okay there's no limit all if right, you can all right, find it, we'll grow all, it. Right, all right
0: all right and we'll I'm get good. to that fight in a bit let's go back to your
1: okay your so water the what? No, but let's go back to the fact of what you said about the food is the nutrients just aren't in the food, and the yes. reason why it's not in the food is because we've killed our soil.
0: Yes, and, and I, I, I will jump in and say one more thing about that, and that's another one that I often working with clients, magnesium is significantly missing from almost everyone I talk to work with, and it's we sleep worse, we don't have magnesium, and it's because the soil has been depleted so much. Uh, throughout our agricultural, you know, the things that are bringing us the food, the soils have been so depleted of. Specifically, magnesium is one of the biggest ones that uh, we we are missing. So, very important to understand that concept and understand when to supplement uh, with. And there's so many forms of magnesium also. So, I will say that real quick. Back to you.
1: No, yeah, I like many. I like magnesium solanate, right? So. What you want to understand about the soil, though, is that it's not a natural process that we strip the soil. It's totally being unnatural in our growing practices. We like to spray chemicals that literally kill this bacteria that our internal systems need. So what Bo was talking about was the fact that you actually are supposed to be symbiotic, like living in partnership with this bacteria. It's supposed to be a part of your soil life that gets taken into your body when you're cooking and eating your food. And it's supposed to help you digest and build other enzymes that help you digest your food. But because we have put so many chemicals on our soil to kill everything, um, it also killed the bacteria that we need to leave. And because our food is stripped of actual nutritional value, either through lack of nutrition in the soil and or because they have now created cultivars of specific food for pest resistance and disease resistance. They actually lowered the nutrition, knowingly lowered the nutritional value of your food. So you have people who are like, I need to keep eating and they don't understand why it's because their brain is literally telling them your stomach is full, but you're not satiated, which is when your body is full of the nutrients it needs. So now you're taking in yeah. food that you literally can't break down. Like yeah, you just, and- you don't have the components to do it. And yeah. you're just, you're pooping out all the good stuff.
0: <laughs> and and I'll, the the term that comes up and it's constantly in my, you know, thought processes when, when discussing health and everything is we are the most overfed and yet undernourished uh, society and, and timeline in history pretty much. Um, and that includes the fact and the scary statistic is uh, the generation of children right now is the first one that is expected to have a lower, a shorter life expectancy than the previous generation. The first time that's ever happened in history as the advances that we've made in, in all the other medicines and things like that are finally kind of catching up. Uh, so we're hitting an interesting critical mass of, of, of what we're talking about here. Um, and back to the, the, the bacteria, Uh, For those that aren't aware of this concept, your gut microbiome, which is a term you might hear, you might hear about probiotics, prebiotics. You might do a little dance, like
1: (laughs) I'm rubbing my belly.
0: Oh, you're (laughs) rubbing yourself. Um, And they say it's the second brain. They say uh, also that there's more bacteria in your gut than there are cells in the rest of your body. Um, You know, sometimes. I think we can play around with math in some ways, but uh, <laughs> but the point is, it's very important. Um, and back to your fermentation point, have you heard of the four Ks?
1: No, tell the me four the K's? four Ks.
0: It's it's an uh, easy way to remember the uh, ferment the top four fermented foods. Ironically, all start with K: kombucha, kefir, um, kimchi, mm-hmm. and then kraut, as in sauerkraut. So mm-hmm. I guess sauerkraut doesn't start with K, but it fits into the Ks. <laughs> 4K. So that, that's one that's, um, if folks aren't incorporating any of those, uh, again, I generally say it's something worth looking into, seeing what you can get into your daily kind of routine uh, to some extent. There's a lot more to it. You might need to start healing your gut before you start fermenting because sometimes that can cause yeah. bacterial overgrowth, which mm-hmm. is a common thing, especially in women. Uh, SIBO is the term there, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. There's mm-hmm. also fungal overgrowth. There's all sorts of stuff. The body's complicated. That's yeah. why we need many years of schooling and doctorates to figure it all out. But anyway. Yeah, so- I,
1: had, I had methane SIBO, which is commonly known as mm-hmm. IBS, right? right? That's when you your, I, your IBS, it leans more towards constipation. You. you- Take it in and don't go out. Um, Then there's hydrogen-based SIBO. That's the one where you're more likely to have diarrhea as a result of your IBS. That's the one where Dr. Bo is saying you probably want to do some gut healing through mild foods and non-heavy dense um, fiber foods Mm -hmm. um, to allow your gut to kind of relax for a bit. And then you can start taking um, ferments. And I would recommend starting with kombucha as opposed to um, a food ferment. Um, because it just, it passes through your system a little bit quicker. And those bacterium stay in your system and proliferate a little bit more naturally than a food ferment, which has all that nice fibrous material to hang out on and proliferate on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, again, a lot of general medicine doctors might not be able to have these conversations with you. Um, it certainly I th- couldn't with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's seeking out a lot more information it's a very confusing field uh functional medicine which is an emerging field and i work i've, I've met many really really high quality functional medicine doctors um a they come the, the initial cost can seem very expensive but think about how much again if you if you find the right person uh and maybe you just need to understand that value again i tell people you know i might charge $200 an hour for what I do for a consult. And they're like, oh, that's expensive. And my insurance will pay for this. Like I'm not going to pay $200 out of pocket, but I'm like one hour with me is probably going to be better than 20 hours uh, through your insurance. Like, cause we're going to cover so much more. It's one-on-one. Uh, you don't have to travel. Like right now we're doing everything virtual, even if you have telehealth. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about myself, but, um, <laughs> but the point is, uh, back to the fermented concept and everything like that. Um, it's got to be individualized. It's got to be customized. You have to mm-hmm. find that person who's going to look at your entire body, uh, mm-hmm. and everything stress levels. Again, what is your, con- I mean, look, and again, I, I, the whole connection to nature, that's where I'd love for you to expand a little bit more, uh, environment, all these concepts where again, some of it can come across to most folks as very like woo wooey. Um, and some people <laughs> exactly. just are like, you know, I'm not going to move out to the country. I'm not going to leave my, you know, whatever Wi Fi home. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to block EMF signals everywhere because they're causing me stuff. You know, like it gets into, uh, again, like, uh, you know, it, it, it gets, it gets, it gets all, but it, it goes, but, and it's, and it's, and it's tough to have science to prove some of these things. That doesn't mean it's not accurate, that doesn't mean it's just placebo. Um, and, and, you know, so I want to throw in some justifications to some of this stuff and, but yeah, tell me more of what you do, what you practice, what you are working around. So yeah, let's, let's throw it back to you.
1: Okay. So early twenties, I had already been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, IBS and, um, top rated GERD and the asthma and degenerative disc
0: disease and
1: (laughs) a little bit of arthritis (laughs) I can't hear you, you're still on mute.
0: Can I jump in on a few things right? Yeah, I muted myself. You just let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanna say one, like two things right there, just two about what you just said. Uh-huh. So one, uh, degenerative disc disease has actually been dubbed by numerous uh, associations to be that we shouldn't ever use that term. Yeah. So it, it's very debilitating. And it sounds very scary, and it's it's the same thing as saying like you have wrinkles on your face. We <laughs> definitely need to treat those wrinkles or you're gonna die like it's <laughs> it's bad. So degenerative disease one, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's very important that uh, people understand if they have that diagnosis, if anyone listening watching out there is has that and has been told they have that, um, talk, come talk to me i'm gonna i'm it's gonna not I'm, I wanna, it it's not. <laughs> It's it not. might be, it might be, but it's 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 something that we should look at and and whatever you know. I don't want to totally poo poo it. And the other one that you mentioned, fibromyalgia, I've had really good success treating people uh, who come to me with fibromyalgia. And it's this has been pretty well documented in the research to say uh, get stronger and get more mm-hmm. awareness of your body. Fibromyalgia, for those not aware, again, very common, uh, much more common in women, uh, but it's 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 a little ambiguous how you diagnose it. Um, it's, it's not like, oh, your blood work showed this, boom, you have that, or we did an x-ray and you have this. It's a little more nebulous and everything like that. Uh, and again, it's not to say it doesn't exist by any means. I I don't want to. Yeah. But bottom line is, uh, anyone who has gone through the process and been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, there is hope. Um, and, and again, a, I'm, I'm looking forward to your story of how you kind of got past a lot of those things, but, uh, B it is cleaning up. And, you know, there's a lot of inflammation that goes on in the body, things Mm -hmm. I assume we're going to talk about here. But, uh, again, getting stronger, getting more awareness and and, and, uh, ownership and confidence of your body, to me, solves so many things. So, you know. So I'm getting
1: to that. I'm getting to
0: that. Back to you. Sorry. So. I can't help um, myself.
1: Early 20s, <laughs> mid 20s, I have just as many pills that I'm supposed to be taking every day as I have as my age. Right. Mm. And they're increasing with my age. And I was just like, this is not working. The pills are not working. They seem to be making me worse. So I'm stopped taking the pills. I was miserable. I was, you know, like I said, breakouts, swellings, losing my hair, not feeling cute, Um, get hit, laid up in the bed. And I start going outside because what else can I do? Can't walk anywhere. So I go outside and I sit there and I'm feeling better just being in the sun. Then I start playing in like buckets. Right. And I plant like this one gorgeous uh, head of cabbage. Right. And Napa cabbage, which is what you use for kimchi. And just every time I went and was just on my knees in the dirt and just, you know, digging in the dirt um, because I didn't have like traditional garden supplies. Um, I would feel rejuvenated after. Um, and so then a flash forward a couple of years, it took about four or five years. I get this diagnosis because um, I had been from a one good um, neurosurgeon, Dr. Patel, MUSC. If you got some strange stuff going with you, don't tell him I sent you because I send everybody there. He's probably tired of me, but <laughs> <laughs> he's the one who diagnosed me. Um, with my sec- my third um, thing that explained all of my symptoms because all these years doctors have been trying to give me brain surgery saying outright that the things that were most problematic for me, which was absolutely no energy. Like I would sleep for 13 hours a day, get up for a half hour or so and be exhausted and be in bed for four hours and mind going to sleep by the fifth hour, um, waking up and then going back to sleep. Like everything exhausted me. Uh, I was having severe spas- spasmosity, so. Um, I would look like I was having seizures, but I was still fully um, conscious and I was able to talk to people, but I wasn't able to complete school because schools would literally kick me out um, because they didn't want to deal with the liability of me having any seizure-like occurrences during class and having to call ambulances, even though I told them not to call ambulances. Um, and I was dealing with um, loss of gait, right? So even if I wasn't spasming. Um, My legs would give out on me and I would not be able to walk um, for maybe hours, maybe days. It just varied. And I I graduated with some economics. I mean, I went to a technical high school, Um, but even though I did all that math and I was in the financial field before the accident, I was having trouble adding two plus three. So extreme brain fog. So I had extreme brain fog, very, very low energy spasmosity, and um, I forget the other one, but it was a big one. And I started going to school for agriculture. I literally had a friend who had to carry me from class to class some days, but I went to school and my teachers were just working with me um, to complete assignments sometimes late and just ignoring me when I started spasming in class. <laughs> it was very kind yeah. of And so um, as I'm spending more time out in the garden for the hands-on classes, I noticed that my body was getting stronger. Then I went to India to get my yoga license, um, as directed by the spirit. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to become a yoga instructor. I can't even walk every day, but I went. And during that time, my seat, my spasm like symptoms stopped. I had one severe set of spasms during the time that I was in training, but after that i literally didn't have another major spasm until last year after i got hit by a car again um i got rear-ended again then um but i still Is had the brain are, are you the one driving because it's like i get rear-ended bo i've gotten okay okay, okay. i'm not, I'm not blaming lights i've gotten rear-ended twice at stoplights and once in traffic so i'm not even getting rear-ended because i'm going too slow i'm getting rear-ended when i'm sitting still lawfully <laughs> like, So, yeah, my brother just say, maybe you need to stop driving. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I I come home, but I still have the brain fog. I still don't have any energy. And um, I started fermenting. And all of a sudden, my gut clears up now. It's not—it's not ladylike to mention it, but I used to belch so bad that people thought a wild animal had a, had gotten to them and that they needed to run. Like I've actually i have actually belched, and people started running because they thought there was a bear. Like <laughs> it was—it's not cute, and it didn't smell good. My intestinal digestive tract was all craps kind of effed up. Like I couldn't eat stuff, I couldn't process stuff. I would be having revolting throwing up in the back of my throat. Um, I had lost my my voice a number of times. I had the nasty wicked dry cough. Like I was the poster child of severe goard and no, I wasn't going to the bathroom. So oh. <laughs> uh, it was miserable still. So my body stopped spasming, but my internal stuff my internal stuff was jacked up until I started taking the kombucha and the ferments. So now I'm like, oh, this is taking care of my belly. I'm starting to feel cute. And that's also the time when I transitioned to vegan. When I started transitioning to vegan, all of a sudden my brain fog started clearing up. So this condition of not being able to concentrate that doctors um, label on, late onset ADHD as something that I would need medication for, would never be able to get rid of, all of a sudden was rectified when I adopt dairy. Now, the the importance of this, of dropping dairy and is huge because you have to understand, I went vegetarian when I was 14. So the entire time Bobanko has known me, I haven't had like a steak or (laughs) chicken or anything, right? I went, and then I went from no shellfish, then I went to no fish. So by the time I went vegan, I had been 19 years without any kind of meat, but within three to four months of dropping dairy, Cheese, eggs, milk—all of a sudden, all of these things that doctors have been telling me there's no cure for—you will always have this problem. You'll be lucky if you don't get worse. Um, you really should let us cut into your head because you know that's what we usually do. <laughs> all of a sudden, all this stuff started clearing up. So now I did the yoga. I got stabilized in my body, like he said, strength, more strength, more strength. I'm not having mm-hmm. the hour-long wait in bread for bed for my nerves to stop killing me because all of my nerves were singing to me in the mornings and wake me up in the middle of the night um part of the exhaustion was just pain exhaustion right I was in chronic pain um I my brain fog has cleared up and my stomach has worked because I adopted yoga vegan I'm sorry vegan that's what got me um through the into school to be able to think through the into school and actually graduate. And stable enough to go to do the yoga. Yoga got me back on my feet again. Doctors told me it was never going to happen. I don't mean one doctor. I mean eight different neurosurgeons and about four different neurologists. And I don't mean quacks. I go to the tops of my field. I got good insurance.
0: Mm-hmm. And then,
1: <laughs> um, and then um, the ferment cleared up my my digestive system, which in turn cleared up my immune system. So I no longer have the Bronchial, itis every year. I don't mm. get sick, so I'm the only person I know within my immediate area besides my dad who only stays home and you know plays with his dogs. I I don't I didn't get COVID. Right. I'm actually on the list. I'm on every list that you could think of <laughs> that I should be more susceptible to COVID.
0: Right. But
1: I ain't get COVID.
0: We're 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 knocking on wood, us two.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah.
0: And my wife did travel to Lebanon, so she, she flew all the way there and back and didn't get anything. So we've been we've been negative, but yes, awesome. Uh, that's awesome, yeah. And and at the end of the day too, that's a, a big message for folks, um, I think is immunity, figuring out what your immunity, how to improve your immunity should prevent some of these concepts. And to me, that ties into my definition of fitness is, the fitter you are and that's not just the amount of pushups you can do and how far you can run. Fitness includes your immune system. Um, so, you know, again, when we define like who's fitter, you know, we brought up Carlos and Frederica before they commented and like who's fitter. If we looked at their overall body, um, it's not just about who can lift more weight or who can run further. It's also how good do you feel in the morning? You mentioned brain fog. You mentioned all these other things that are involved with our health, um, and to me, again, when I talk to folks about all this, it's, it's how good are you going to feel when you're 90? How good are you going to feel five years from now, 10 years from now, if you have this issue? And again, that's where it's like, you know, how, how much would you pay? Would you pay me $5,000 right now? I know it's a lot of money, but like, if I can pretty much guarantee that we're going to fix your back pain and you won't have back pain again, like for a long time, cause we're really going to go deep, dig into it and go through the whole process. Like, is that worth $5,000? Yeah. Or you're going to end up spending more than $5,000 through your insurance, through your own out-of-pocket, through the time and pain, and you're just going to make it worse. And the surgery you're going to get and like, you know, and again, I'm not trying to fear monger people either with all this stuff, but. But it's um, not necessary. That's, like, my, that's my whole mission.
1: <laughs> like even, even to the point now where people are taking so many things for, um depression and anxiety Mm. number one i've developed a antidepressant herbal um kombucha Mm. right and it works very well to the point where one of the people who was taking my kombucha because her medicine got delayed got told by her doctor that my kombucha was too strong she had to she had to choose either she was doing the medicine and could get like her medical documentation that she had a certain condition going on or she could continue taking my kombucha. So right. she's back on the medication. But um, what people need to understand is that on those days when my job is driving me crazy and I've been in the front of the computer for 11 and a half hours, like I'm hitting now and I need a moment, I don't have time to get on a mat for 15 and 20 minutes to do right. some work. I don't have time to do breathing. I have to be on. I literally go outside and stick my hands in the dirt. Mm. Like, I start... Playing with the plants and I come back in and with the five minutes, I'm rejuvenated, I'm refreshed because all energy is shared. There's nothing in physics that says that energy and particle reaction is determinant upon whether it's human or plant or bacterial. All energy is made up of this movement. And when you connect to something that is moving harmoniously, you start moving harmoniously because your energy is absorbed and radiated. And so even if you have no interest in plants, even if you have no other need to be healthy, you feel great, you look great, great. Get you a plant if you tend to get stressed and you Mm -hmm. just you need something to stick your hands into and feel that living Thriving, beautiful energy that we are all connected to. We just need a reminder sometimes.
0: Yeah, It's powerful stuff. You would have been, uh, you would have gotten along with my mother. If you guys could have been best friends. She, uh, growing up, she, uh, I had asthma actually as a kid too, um, and she took me. She was all into the herbal stuff, um, and it was propolis uh, was a big one. Um, yeah and ginkgo biloba uh i think was a, another one an, an herb and she would always make me and yeah she would like oh you have a little cold coming on like boom to make the herb tea um you know a little mix of everything she had so and i was like can i just have some benadryl or you know like some nyquil people yeah when i got to tech every everyone on the football team was like you got you got to take nyquil man i'm like <laughs> What is that? Um, you know, so I was I was that hippie kid, I guess, to some extent. Um, but there's there's truth to it. There's absolutely, and to your energy point, um, I think there's a having, having a dog for me, um, especially out here in Southern California. A the, again, the, just the petting the dog, being connected to that like energy of of love and and like that okay. unconditional love and everything. Um, but yeah, B, it gets you out into nature. You got to take walks. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I'm picking up poop. Uh, on a daily basis, you know, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna touch the grass next to the poop per se, but you know, there's something there. Um, but I do, uh, so this is another thing, in, in and in a, this is in the, in the health field or whatever, if you're into the space, if you take a flight, and again, I know right now COVID and everything, a lot less flights going on, but, uh, or a car trip, like get out and as soon as you can get onto earth, uh, yeah, like undo the damage of being in the radioactive like plane, for the last whatever 10 hours whatever wherever you're flying to and get and touch grass touch earth touch that like and it it changes your energy changes your mood um yeah. And tend to this where yeah again um i think we lose touch with this stuff and again it comes there's this interesting uh line of like oh it's hippy dippy stuff versus like no like it's this is something we all grew up with and and I did uh, I, one other one that I, I was interrupting you before. Um, I forgot to interrupt you on this one, is the bacteria. And this is, this is super interesting. Um, and I'm actually reading a book uh, called Healthy Gut, Healthy You. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've heard of that one by uh, Dr. Michael Ruscio. Um, mm-hmm. And he brings up, again, that, and this is something very common, again, in, in most uh, folks who understand or are getting this whole concept about the gut microbiome. Um, is, and we're seeing it now with COVID and, and, uh, again, I haven't gotten a knock on wood, all that good stuff, but, um, I, I'll, I'll say I'm very, I'm not like, oh no, I, I touched something. I need to, you know, get hand sanitizer and all that. Cause we're no, going like
1: COVID into- is a virus, not a bacteria. So it doesn't work. Yeah, that's the whole- <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and also like, it doesn't cause diarrhea. So why are we, you know, getting hoarding toilet paper? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, but Whatever, human survival power mechanism, psychology, babidi bop. But um,
1: Mass ca- massive capitalistic structure.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, but what I'm saying is allergies that we've seen arise in allergies recently ha- is strongly connected to this lack of uh, exposure to bacteria in our environment and our immune I'd system to is say growing. That.
1: Yeah. I had a ton of food allergies before. I started fermenting within six weeks, six months. I could eat everything again. Yeah. I didn't have it. i had been allergic to pineapple since I was in grade school. Did you have steak? Huh?
0: Did you have steak?
1: Oh, who wants that?
0: <laughs> why, why, why? I are you could. Just
1: because you can do something doesn't mean you should.
0: <laughs> but that, but that's my question is like, how do you know? What would happen if you had some, you know, bison liver? I'm um, just, you know, organ oh, meats. There,
1: there. Okay, I, there have been times where people have gotten some eggs past me. My body don't like it. I can guarantee. Right. <laughs> well, you. that's well, that's an egg, and I don't know how
0: the egg was raised. But that's true. I, again, the like brain fog that came immediately after is nothing to joke with. Yeah, I'm not saying that. And and again, you're tuned into a lot of these things, and. Uh, What I, again, find in health coaching and working with folks on their food and things like that and improving quality is most people don't realize how sick they are. Um, And, again, it's not to be like, you're all doomed and I'm the only one who can fix you, Um, which sometimes, you know, there's people out there doing that stuff. Um, But, yeah, I mean, back to that point. And another part that he brings up that I was reading uh, the other day is – uh, antibiotics, which again is a fantastic thing if you have a really severe infection, uh, but it kills a lot of the healthy biotics, uh, if you will, um, that are in our body. And if you are a grown up and you have to take, or you're in, you know, you end up taking a, a, a series of antibiotics, make sure again, w- maybe speak with your doctor, but take a. Probiotic, so you're kind of balancing out at least and rebuilding your bacteria Mm. Um, But what the book was talking about is uh, giving an antibiotic to someone under one You're you're pretty much eliminating those strains of bacteria for the rest of that child's life and now Setting them up to be much more allergic to all these other things peanuts and and you know eggs Mm. and coconut and whatever um, I'll also say that a lot of folks going to get allergy testing, um, there's, uh, it's, it's shaky science. It's, it's, you know, I, I would say, again, these are legitimate laboratories doing it. There's a lot of insurance and everything. And, but again, if somebody tells you you're allergic to eggs and soy and, you know, whatever, it might be true, but I just, I'm not super convinced that a lot of those laboratories are the, are hundred percent accurate. Um, I would I would say this: you don't have to be convinced
1: of the science of what I or Dr. Bo are talking about, but you can try stuff. Yeah, so he mentioned probiotics, he's probably talked about it a lot on the podcast. So I won't go into it, but basically, ferments are the homegrown um thousand-year-old methodology of producing mm-hmm. pro and prebiotics, right? They want you to buy the little bottles, it costs about 50 times more to buy the bottles versus to right. buy the ferment. Um, and what happens is you can go ahead and try some ferments. I call my ferment stinky good for you. Um, just close your nose and shove them down and see if your if your problems start ameliorating on their own. Or you can just keep trusting the doctor who hasn't been working for you <laughs> and, and go buy them well, saying,
0: Science. <laughs> right. What, they, what they're chasing is symptoms. And, you know, again, you might not, not even yet. realize your brain fog is what it is. And most people don't even know that term per se,
1: which is but- why one of the first things I tell my clients is I need you to keep a journal. Mm -hmm. Of how you feel when you wake up, how you feel at midday, Mm -hmm. and how you feel at evening. And I need you to do this during our entire process, because I do one-to-one client work. Mm -hmm. And we address everything, body, breath, food, and soul, because I do spiritual restoration as well. And um, as they progress, they're making this direct correlation to what things they are no longer waking up with and how they're no longer feeling when they're falling asleep, even down to the emotional um, responses to things and the emotional disposition upon waking up.
0: Right. So you
1: do need to become more aware, even if you're jotting down four words in the morning.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. If awareness. You're not,
1: if you're not aware, how can you tell the doctor what's going on with you?
0: Right. Right. And But that's the thing is not everyone has that guidance to understand awareness. There's a big push to mindfulness and things like that and meditation. And, and some of it's breathing. But yeah, if you don't have an intention or an understanding around you know, oh, like, or again, like even it, it's taboo to talk about how many times should you be pooping a day? Um, what should your poop look like? You know, things like that. So these are conversations that that we need to have for sure. Um, I did have one other thing. Yeah, making, so, so how easy is it to make your own kombucha? I know that you get a bacteria, you make, it's basically a tea, right? Mm-hmm. You ferment it there, uh, it's fermenting the sugar.
1: Yeah. So you you get um a pellicle, right? A lot of people think that the, the the mother, which is like basically a mass amalgamation of bacteria that have learned to cling to each other and it films like this, it forms like this as white film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's called your mother or your pellicle. and you boil some tea and you mix the sugar in so that it stays suspended. suspended um after it cools. Cause if you mix it after the sugar just drops
0: down to the bottle.
1: Um, and then you cover it with something that's breathable because kombucha is actually an aerobic fermentation.
0: Do you have a video where you go through this process? So <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's going to be, I would, I would recommend you do There's a billion of them. Yeah, a billion. So, so yeah. for sure,
0: for sure. Yeah. But we want them from you. Um, okay. I
1: will, I will make a, a video or kombucha because <laughs> it is, it, I was almost done. It's literally just. Put it in there when it's cool.
0: I got it. it. I got it. But I'm not. I mean, I I listen to a lot of podcasts. If I just heard all this, like I'm not gonna go back and go step by step on what you just said. When I'm doing, when I'm actually doing it, when I have it there, I want to be able to, like me personally at least, I'm I'm all for it. I've never done it. I'll be honest. I know a lot of people in where I grew up in the Russian community. A lot of folks actually did that. Um, my mother, I don't think ever did that. Uh, I, I think she would like buy a kombucha here and there. One other thing I'll say too, is a lot of the kombuchas for purchase, like you said, they're way more expensive. They're like 50 times more what it would cost to kind of make it on your own. But, um, like a lot of other things, the convenience factor and like the, the, like, am I doing this right? Once you learn how to do it, I think it's much easier. But, um, I guess the question is, uh, yeah, what I was going to say is, sorry. Uh, a lot of the kombuchas that are commercially available tend to have a lot more sugar Mm -hmm. than anyone needs in their lives so it's it's you know i think there's much better ones obviously some of that is so that it's more palatable uh and you're more likely to you know kind of a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down or uh whatever whatever that is mary poppins but um anyway the idea here is i'm all for it i want to do it so um I don't know if I'm going to do it. Uh, I don't. I haven't really announced this too much in too many places. So anyone watching this, you get the scoop. But we're actually moving from Southern California to Colorado uh, by March first. So we're making that move to be in a little more nature. Yeah, a little more access to nature, things like that. But when we get settled there, I plan to uh, do a make a make us have a mother starter and have that going. And the good, the cool thing with that, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that I understand is. Uh, you can basically recycle that and you only need one mother. You just have to know how to, again, like kind of take care of it. Um, mm-hmm. but it creates the whole, uh, however much it creates. And then you then can put it in like another bottle or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And you just keep it going. Mm-hmm. So you just need one starter, so to speak. Um, everyone, I think also during lockdown has been making like sourdough bread. So they might understand a little bit about, um, you know, some of that stuff. But anyway, what else do you got?
1: yeah so yeah yoga ferments kombucha i will say this for the times when because i do have uh one of my genetic conditions explained why i injured so easily so i developed um joint specific ferments um uh, basically riding off of curcumin and um and broccoli um it it just major major well. So I do um, fermented broccoli for joints and fermented broccoli uh, mixed with other stuff for energy. I I've played with stuff that helps people with their gout. I've I've had mm. stuff that helps people I have another one my my big red that helps people with lupus and other autoimmune diseases. I mean you can do so have much been- with ferment it just requires a little study and a little play. Yeah. Or you can buy it for
0: me. <laughs> or you could do that. Is, do you have a store online?
1: Yeah, so my store will be up by, I think, mid-February, February 15th, okay. I'm going to call we're record,
0: it. We're recording this January 25th, so you got, uh, what is that, like 20 days? No biggie.
1: Yeah, no biggie. Um, Healthy no biggie. for ready, purpose. Ready
0: for Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, get your gut right for your boo so you don't have to be <laughs> all speaking and embarrassed. <laughs> healthy oh, for purpose, thing. yeah. Healthy for purpose, and if people were wondering, I lost like sixty pounds when I went vegan. I stay st- disgustingly skinny now. Like I'm <laughs> big, thick, and luscious, and then now it's like I'm one of those skinny um bees. <laughs> so- <laughs> but yeah, um, but I, I tell people this stuff because I want them to understand everything that I do and that I help people with in coaching, um, the ferments that I sell, the yoga that I do. You can learn. You can repeat on your own without paying anybody a dime. If you Mm -hmm. need coaching, contact me. Contact people like Dr. Bo who are in touch with actual whole body systems. It's really hard at this point in my life to take doctors who only look at one part of the body seriously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, You mentioned the gout real quick. Have you seen some of the research on specifically tart cherries and gout? You know about I'll be that. Telling okay. the
1: ingredients in my
0: stuff. I'm don't just be, don't
1: be well, shouting it out.
0: Well, anyone who might have gout or joint issues or wants to improve their sleep, uh, back especially when I was a triathlete and training a lot, uh, I was in, told about this and I would drink a full bottle uh, from a company called Cherry Bundy and it was eight ounces and it would have 45 cherries in the bottle. That was pretty much it. I think they added some apple juice to make it more palatable. But uh, basically, I would drink that every day. I was like, never i uh, don't have any issues but um, but uh, from what i understand and i've i've, I've uh, introduced it to a few people who are mentioned they had gout or some version of it and again just drinking tart cherry juice uh, straight up is is pretty powerful stuff so again like there's definitely let food be thy medicine uh, yeah. for sure i'm not here to to 100% argue with you or anyone on on uh, you know eating oysters or organ meats or really Uh, regenerative farmed grass finished steaks, you know, things like that. It's Um, certainly
1: better for the planet because right now they're cutting down forests for these mass production farms or cutting down the forest for their feed. So even if you go and get the natural route of the big, you know, big farm only has 10 cows, they're still feeding in those forests.
0: Right. Here's, here's a question for you. What's Mm -hmm. your take on the impossible burger or Beyond meat, any of that stuff—that's the face I make too. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's fun, but I'm very picky with my fake meat brands. Um, it's all about the processing. The right. same reason why some meat is bad for you is the same reason why some of these impossible meats and stuff would right. be bad for you. Um, I have certain products where I smell it and I start getting nauseous. And my body's like, yeah. you're not going to do well with that.
0: Right. And what I'll what I'll say real quick is is A lot of those, uh, Beyond Meat, Impossible Burger, plenty of research and plenty of clear science showing that they do more harm to the environment than traditional factory farming. Uh, Regenerative farming, what I'll say for those not familiar, and there's plenty of great resources for that, is actually carbon negative, meaning it is actually healing the environment when done properly. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. a lot of those farms are uh, not few and far between, but they're just small. Uh, They tend, in, in order to run it properly, uh, they're mm-hmm. relatively small. There was just a film that came out for those who've seen um, Game Changers and Forks Over Knives and all that propaganda nonsense that I think is just should be like, you know, should be banned from Twitter, like some other things. Um, I don't hate. Don't hate. I have, I, I'm it's not hating. It's scientifically like I can go through the whole thing. Anyway. There's what been so was,
1: much propaganda on the other end. We deserve a little propaganda. I there's I
0: been there's been almost no propaganda from regenerative a meat
1: world. Are you um, are you no, seriously no, no, there's no, no propaganda about a meat world? No, or no, from
0: world? no, de- no, from regenerative farming. From uh, actual, stay in a
1: safe place. Stay in a safe place. What's this?
0: No, I'm not trying to defend factory farming where it's millions of cows piled on top of each other. No, I'm not defending that. I'm gonna be very clear. What mm-hmm. I'm defending is, again, regenerative farming, which tend to be small, uh, family run. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's me running a farm. Um, and I have to put in the work. And it's a lot of work. And, you know, it, it, a lot of those are not very profitable because mm-hmm. people are buying more factory farming. So uh, the other thing I'll say to anyone listening is vote with your dollars. If you like meat, spend a little more on these, again, really good farms. I'll throw out a few real quick is Belcampo. Uh, out here in the West Coast. There's U.S. Wellness Meats, which delivers uh, nationwide, which I order from. um, And uh, Salatin Farms, Joel Salatin, he has a bunch and he actually helps teach these techniques uh, of regenerative farming. So uh, I think you're at least on board with regenerative farming, whether you want to eat meat yourself or not. Yes? Yes. At least we can say that. Regenerative, but,
1: regenerative farming goes beyond that whole thought. It, it has to do with soil restoration yeah. and habitat restoration. Too, yeah, so. for
0: sure, for sure. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're 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 putting thought into cycling the animals and and they treat the animals as humanely I think as possible. Mm. Um if you're into, you know, if you're not eating meat because you're just ethically opposed to eating an animal, a life form, all that stuff, that's a different conversation. But in terms of the effects on the environment, I think that again, regenerative farming, what I was going to say is there's there's been very little propaganda for good quality farming. I don't know too much propaganda that's going out for that. Yes, the meat lobby certainly has plenty of propaganda, all that good stuff. The vegan though, I think is, is again, I'll just say this about uh, what's, what's this, the game changers is it was produced by James Cameron. His wife happens to own a pea protein a company that you know a lot of money in there. Uh, It was very well produced. And again, I will go through with you, if you want on a call, I have a video on my YouTube channel that uh, 15 minutes where I go through, I will literally go through scene by scene and tell you why that is just absurd to even think about or talk about or bring up. However, I do understand how it gets somebody to be like, oh, that's an interesting point. And at the end of the day, if you're moving in the right direction, cool but what I will say for anyone who's switching to just vegetarian veganism, it's easy to jump on fads. What I've seen is get your blood checked, do it the right way, Uh, talk to someone who's done it before. Uh, If your B12 is deficient, if your D3 is deficient, if your iron is deficient, all these things can happen. Again, a lot of people go on these diets where they eliminate a lot of processed foods, and that's great, Uh, and they feel good for a period. Hi Kate. Um, and the then they go into deficiencies. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, down the line, mm-hmm. uh, there's so many of these stories where some for some people take six months, for some people it might take five years. But they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, now you're like your all your organs are shutting. And again, it's not, I'm not trying to scare mm-hmm. people, but
1: uh, you need to know, you need to do your research, and yeah. you really should talk to and somebody who's living a healthy vegan yes, lifestyle. Exactly. I said and- it earlier. There's thirty thousand different plants. Yep. Ideally, you should be getting fifteen to forty different types of plants in your diet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, most of us go by like the top eight that we see in our American grocery stores. And right. that's also the reason why our gut and biomes are so depleted because yes. we're only getting the little bit of bacteria off of those different types of those few different types of plants. Yes. But yes. I want to say this because I have to pick at you, okay. you don't know, hear about people with gout with being vegan. Yeah, again, uh, uh these color- I know you're not against veganism. I'm just picking at you. Well, you know? no, I
0: I'm, I'm like 90% <laughs> against veganism. Um, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it is possible to be a plant-based person, a vegan, a vegetarian. It's very possible. However, mm-hmm. I don't agree that it is the optimal diet. I will say though, to your a lot of your points, and I will always say this is to your, you know, even if it's placebo, which that's not placebo, but at the end of the day, if that's what works for you and that's just like it's easier because yes, understanding good quality meat and going out of your way to get good quality meat is tough. So like I I stay very healthy, I try to eat as healthy as I can. I allow a lot of probably a lot more than I should unhealthy or lower quality meats into my body which I'm not thrilled with. However, I try to do as best I can to get the best quality meat and all the and and you know wild caught sardines and and like these different things where smaller fish like a sardine is going to have less mercury, less uh, toxins, chemicals than a big piece of even if it's wild caught salmon, um, mm-hmm. it's going to have less pollutants in it, and that's better for my body. Um, so it's fish, like little complicated. But if you're out, there, if you're watching this um, again make sure and again, that's why it it bothers me when people are like, I saw forks over knives, and it's like, I'm ready to go vegan. I'm like, Okay, well, well, hold on.
1: But wait, I've been asking people something very simple. And this will actually help the world. And it will not harm your body, no matter how much you really don't understand about being vegan. If you went on a plant based diet four days out of every week, you would do a massive voting with your dollars, against destruction of natural systems, your body, I don't care if you're the biggest meat eater or not, you don't need meat every day to sustain your nutrient content, especially if you're eating a good variety of plants. Um, and four days a week, plant-based would drive down the market value of meat infrastructures by over 50%, which means, yeah, it's very simple math.
0: Well, no, but what what I was going to say is not to, you know, to cut you off, Um, (laughs) is they tried meatless Mondays, you know, that's something they've tried.
1: Right. Um, But meatless Mondays is one day a week. And let's face it, meatless Mondays was more like meatless Monday lunch.
0: But right, but 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 what I was going to say is people, people are not giving it, you know, that was a huge push. There was Ted talks, there was politicians, there was, you know, all this stuff behind it. And
1: now we're eight, now we're eight years from the, um, the cliff, the climate cliff. Right. where where these double double negative feedback systems, which is comprised of the both the acidification of the oceans and the rising temperature of the oceans, um, meeting each other, so that the like the icebergs are melting almost two hundred years ahead of time. Right. Those models that they put out twenty years ago went out the window because we didn't actually make the changes that needed to be mm-hmm. made. So now when people are like, "Well, I, I really like my burger," I hear. You really don't care whether or not your child gets to the age you are now when you like your burger, because yeah. people will be able to survive after the cliff. We're not saying that all of the in all of the right. world ends at twenty thirty. What we're saying is we will be in an ecological state where it will be so bad that humans won't be able to live in the conditions we're creating by twenty fifty.
0: Right.
1: Unless you have a lot of money. <laughs> And I'm talking a lot of. I build spaceships and I do these tours for fun to the moon. Right. Money, you won't be able to have enough income to buy the food you need, have the HVAC system cleared um, clearance you need, and or um, produce electricity in a safe way. Right. Right. It. We need to stop thinking with our tongues, be grown ups, <laughs> and find some good chef chef um, <laughs> YouTubes and start right. some different. Right. Well,
0: like Well, right. Well, that's where I go back to let's, let's, yeah, vote with your dollars for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, start to minimize factory farming as much as possible. But, but again, I think it's, it's, I, I, again, appreciate what you're saying, but I think it's the, a little like, not to say it's too extreme. I don't mean to say it that way, but like, it's, it's, and I agree with you. Like if everyone were to be like, okay, cool. Like we're in, like, we're going to listen. But my point, the reason I brought up meatless Mondays is because again, it made sense it was brought up and like that was a really good push but uh some schools have adopted it and forced it upon people which again then becomes a this kind of cycle of i
1: can learn that i don't need meat to survive
0: no the cycle (laughs) the cycle of like people not feeding their children and not understanding and again uh, this is where i see and it stands out to me of the other extreme of of you know, p- babies becoming malnutrition, malnourished because uh, their vegan parents are not providing them with anything other than oh, you're just you're just going to get five varieties of plants and like you're right. good. Education
1: and, is needed. Education
0: yes. is needed. So, so the point, what the, the only thing I want to say is there's there's right ways to do it. Um, mm-hmm. The nuance of is not like all meat. That's the problem I have with these documentaries. It becomes all meat is devil is bad. I'm it, giving
1: you three days of the week where you can still do your tacos, right, your, right. your vegan, your, your bread, veggie sausage, and your steak at night. I'm just <laughs> saying that the, the chances of you going nutrient and vitamin deficient because I, you don't eat I agree protein. with you. I agree with you. But
0: the I, I 100% agree with you. But most people don't understand nuance. Most people don't understand it. And like, again, I appreciate that it's four days. Um, and I, I agree that, you know, you're not, you're not likely going to go, uh, n- malnourished or anything like that. Again, if you understand all these other concepts, but there's a lot to understand. And again, I mean, most people is- are coming from, most people are coming from, you know, eating what like Chipotle maybe, cause they're trying to do something healthy. Um, you know, what else? Like I went to the local taco car, like, is it taco Tuesday? Um, you know, like what, all these different things that, but it's, it's taking you from Being on the couch and not doing anything to running a marathon is a big thing. And there's many different ways to do it.
1: Right. And, you know, you know, I'm a climate activist. And the reason why I pushed push to veganism isn't because I'm personally a vegan and it's helped my body so phenomenally and changed my life. It's because I know for a fact, as a professional, that the other methods are actually harder. Are you going to lobby the plastics industry for end to end manufacturing where they know what they're going to do with plastic waste and toxic plastic material before they manufacture it? Are you going to get into the carbon tax um? Our, um, arguments and actually lobby your senators and your le- your your congr- congressmen on both the state and federal level? Are you going to actually go out and um, clean up your beaches and clean up your streets? And are you going to do riparian border repairs, and, which are the, the areas beside your waterways, which are so vital for our our environmental health. Are you gonna go and replant diverse trees, not just trees to be cut down, Mm -hmm. but trees, bushes, and flowering plants to rehabitat a destroyed ecosystem? Like when I tell people, okay, give up meat four days a week, I'm literally telling them, here's a actionable, easy, cheaper way to live for four days out of your week, or you can spend five to six to twenty to 30 because it grows as you get passionate hours a week lobbying changing your lifestyles um tra- transferring you know changing the way you you do transportation, changing the way you save food because are you going to use the plastic baggies anymore? Changing what brands of clothes you buy and what brands of furniture, and whether or not you shop from this different corporation. Like, are you going to do all of that, or are you willing to just stop eating meat for four days a week and be impactful?
0: Or you can get regenerative farmed meat, which is carbon negative, and in fact, again, you're supporting.
1: I don't want to go into the science of carbon negative, but a lot of times what they consider carbon negative is that they actually don't count the carbon that's released on the front end because they want to be able to allow credit for the counting the carbon that's released on the back end after the farming practice. And and then you, they don't talk about where the feed is coming from usually, um, which is well, one of the things-
0: Well, again, that's one of the reasons I brought up like the Impossible Burger and things like that too. Because yeah. again, that's where if you tell people- don't eat meat for, for three days. They're like, okay, well, well, two of those days or three of those days, I'm the days I'm not eating meat, I'm going to have the Impossible Burger because I, I really like meat or whatever. But the, the Impossible it. Burger, again, might be more harmful. Or any of these other like vegan alternatives are processed so much that they're just as harmful, if not more harmful. And again, like I feel like we're just arguing, we're going to keep going with this. But at the end of the day, if you're ready to make a change, there's many different ways to do it. Uh, and you can
1: contact me about all the ways you're interested in, because I could plug you in with nationwide organizations. There you go.
0: Yes. So, so I'm seriously. all for it. I'm all for it. Yes, for sure. Um. So, yeah. So as long as we're open and 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 like, again, if I'd love to know more, I, I think it's past the uh, we've already gone over an hour. But like of, of how what carbon neutral is. I was going to say there is a documentary, which oh shoot I can't think of the name of right now. Uh, I'll have to link it in the show notes uh, that was recently put out um about again a lot of these regenerative farms as a kind of mm-hmm. a counter to game changers but my point it was nowhere it wasn't produced by James Cameron with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan who again have financial interest um but it wasn't put out there with that uh, so it's not going to have the production value or the like showmanship and again i definitely anyone who wants to fight me on game changers let's go um that, it, I, and again it doesn't that doesn't mean plant based is wrong but it me, to me it's a really Uh, inauthentic way to present it, to say, this guy beat Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor eats steaks, and this guy is plant-based, which, again, they don't mention that he eats eggs and fish, but whatever, they present him as plant-based, and he beat Conor McGregor. They're not telling the story of how Conor McGregor was supposed to fight another guy, and that guy dropped out, and then Conor McGregor had to lose 20 pounds so they could be in the same weight class as this other guy, and then he lost, and then they had a rematch, and Conor McGregor beat him, and blah 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 Anyway,
1: okay, you hate the documentary, but the fact it's is, it's not great. a
0: documentary, it's
1: not even you hate the docudrama, you hate it. But yeah,
0: it's the crazy. hundreds of thousands
1: of people who have gotten rid of diabetes.
0: No, hundreds of thousands of people because of the documentary.
1: No, not the documentary. I'm saying I'm talking about becoming vegan, people, yeah, become yeah okay, I, and no I, longer I, have to take I, diabetes medication. Um, no longer having, what,
0: send, send me the, st- send me the research and statistics on that one. Cause again, I, yeah. I agree that it, a lot of times it moves people in the right direction, but again, no, no, is-
1: your blood chemistry changes in the way you process. Things. I understand.
0: I understand. I agree with you. I think it's generally a move in the right direction. I would love to see the statistics on that or some kind of research before putting statements like that out there, because I've never, I've never seen any research around that. Um, and again, when it comes to nutrition, unfortunately humans are human and they tend to, even if they're going vegan, find ways to, Oh, I'm going to have this vegan, whatever cashew butter, or cashew cheese. And, and especially when it comes to diabetes, because most people, uh, again, I'm not saying you, but a lot of people I know, uh, Mm -hmm. can be vegan and still find ways to be very unhealthy. It's very possible. It's very easy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, I used to live off of bread. Yeah. <laughs> so, but again, when you say hundreds of thousands of people, again, if yeah, I have but, to, so no, hold you, on. Oh, yeah.
1: me, so but there's so many people who have gotten rid of things like diabetes, basic autoimmune deficiencies, cloudy brain, um, gut disturbances. Yeah, gut but, disturbances but, can but still continue but, if, but you're not, so you know, if you're not holistic.
0: But there's so many people who can do that with. Simple modifications by simply removing bread and continuing to do everything else they're doing. They they can simply remove dairy and do everything else they're doing. They can simply remove maybe legumes or red peppers or eggplant and do everything else well, they're doing
1: because they have micro allergies.
0: Yeah.
1: Or so my point is, my point is, you're not going to
0: get me to let you finish by talking down veganism. You just got
1: to let it go, Bo. <laughs> you're gonna have to let it go. <laughs>
0: I'm not I'm, again. I'm not talking. So, but I'm not talking down veganism. I am talking down forks over knives and uh, game changer. But yeah, I
1: don't care about that. Okay, I don't care but, about methodologies. I only care about what. But we're But you doing. brought
0: it up, and you tried to like change up
1: Game changers. You did that.
0: I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Did you do anyway, that? anyway. <laughs> um. Again, I'm not saying veganism is wrong. I'm not saying, and I, I said this like not, not, but it because. Me working with many humans, uh, has shown me that when you make it simply, if I had to choose, which would I rather you do go vegan or come up with an individualized approach that allows you to eat better quality meat and organ meats and all this other stuff and get better sense of which foods are, which would I rather you do hundred percent, get a coach, do the right thing. One million times out of a million. Um, yeah.
1: And the people in my clients are not necessarily induced to go vegan. We do full. I'm
0: like, like it.
1: <laughs> I, I tell them if it would benefit them, but they're not required to go vegan. Um, I've only had one person that are required to go vegan. That's because she wanted me to require it of her. Uh, <laughs> and it's just
0: hmm.
1: the way I think about it is I think about my food, the way I think about my religion. I got involved with God, not because people beat me over the head with the Bible growing up that actually tore me away, and not because I needed some some crutch to lean upon. I got involved with God because I was touched and affected by the presence of God in my life. And so I am passionate about my eating habits for the same reason. I had spent over 20, no, I had spent over 35 years being told that my sickness was going to be for the rest of my life, that my chronic pain, where they were insisting that I should be taking, um, you know, morphine like pills every day. Right. I mean, syrups, actually they would oh, get yeah. syrups, right? Uh, yeah. hundred I mean, percent. That's the way, that's the, why I'm so passionate about it. I'm right. not saying that everybody has to do what I do. I'm saying that people should be informed about yeah. People like me, so that they know that there's an option, and they don't have to give up, and they don't have to go under the knife, and they don't—they don't have to just live in this malaise of never feeling like they were their best selves, and good sunny days are far and in between.
0: One hundred percent, I'm I'm one hundred percent with you. But again, I just I'm only the the research just isn't. I'm I'm a man of science. Mm-hmm. um so the research unfortunately generally is not
1: has not been a lot of it hasn't been yeah, done
0: no research, research research for the most part is not good when it comes to nutrition especially because yeah. it's very difficult to do it's very observational uh it's, it's hard very hard to, it's yeah also so pure yeah. Yeah. yeah so again but what they have found what they've shown even when you talk about the blue zones so if you talk about, you're familiar with the blue zones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. they, they look for s- the cities and the cultures that have the, the people who live uh, to hundred uh, centenarians and just general mm-hmm. length of life and quality of life. Um, and for the most part, you know- they... They're
1: heavily plant-based or entirely plant-based. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the blue zones are you are heavily or mostly are heavily or entirely plant based. Oh, that one you can look up. No, you can Google that. <laughs> I, I've looked.
0: I've looked into it. Yeah,
1: most of they they well, except like, for am es- sorry, for Eskimo societies.
0: Eskimo is not one of the blue zones, though.
1: But yeah, we'll see.
0: <laughs> well, no, but but they've also shown they've they have shown in Eskimo societies where. But and this is the other point too: is human humans depending on where you're from and everything like that will say. Uh, I do want to put that in there is as, as have significant variance, depending on your genetics and things like that that you mentioned. Um, Eskimos do uh, whatever it was 80% of uh, certain populations that are Eskimo based, uh, 80% of their diet is is whale fat, because yeah. that's what they have access to. So, um, you know, but they have very low heart disease, they have very low, like, so you can make all these connections and things like that. Blue zone specifically, mm-hmm. though, again, I've looked at a, a lot of the, what they put out there. It's not a definitive study by any means i was bringing it up because they incorporate they have one drink a night except for loma linda which is uh generally seventh day adventists and they don't drink uh but for the most part it's the combination of all these things and when it when they look look at the diet though they're not really plant-based uh they they again if, how do you define plant-based is another thing because if it's at least 50 percent of your food is plants then cool like i i would say for the most part i'm a vegan who eats a lot of meat Cause I love vegetables. I eat a lot of vegetables. I definitely understand the importance of eating vegetables. So I'm, I definitely, I'm a vegan who eat or vegetarian who eats a whole lot of meat and eggs and fish. And no, you can plant-based
1: is usually defined as 70 to 80% of your diet
0: is coming from so you, a plant You source. don't even have a number, 70 to 80%. Give me because a number. Because there's so much prop, look, there's so much. Pro- I That's why everybody has That's different definitions. Point. That's yeah, my point. No,
1: But what I'm saying is, right? Like you said, with the Blue Zones, if we live the light, and another thing about the Blue Zones is, their quality of life isn't just about their diet. It's It's about the fact that some of them grow a lot. of Community. Community. Ikigai, you know about the
0: Ikigai? Who's the Ikigai? He's not the Ikigai. (laughs) It's a Japanese word, Ikigai, because Okinawa is one of the five um, main Blue Zones. Um, do you know what, would you know what that word means or no, that term, it means, it means a purpose. So Mm -hmm. one of the things, one of the nine main, uh, components to extending your life that they talk about is this concept that, uh, the Japanese have this very unique word for Ikigai, but it's basically having a purpose. What happens in our American society here is most people retire. Uh, and then they're playing golf. They don't have a job. They, you know, their kids don't call them. Their grandkids don't, you know, so if if they're not taking, and, and also uh, in Japanese culture, it's very common for the elders to take time with the youth and they're teaching them things and they're respected. Um, so the the elders have this extended life because they have a purpose uh, versus, again, what do we do here in America? For the most part, we put people in old folks' homes and like, good luck, um, you know, like, and, and but there's no purpose to that unless they have yeah. something internally where they're like, you know, oh, I'm gonna garden or, you know, something. So anyway, we can- yeah. Champion,
1: but okay. So let's, let's end on some common ground here.
0: How about that? Okay.
1: I'll let's say some it. things- Mama, I'm, I'm look at
0: this, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm plant-based. Look at that. Yes, you are,
1: Your <laughs> DNA <laughs> is plant. Um, right. You agree that eating plants is good for you.
0: There's some discrepancies there.
1: Really, eating plants is good for you. You're gonna, you're gonna have some. <sighs> <Bob>. Well, Ex- <laughs> that's all
0: I said was eating plants are good for you, Bob. <laughs> for the most part, um, and again, well, yeah, you know, I, again, I don't like, I don't like absolutes. I don't like absolutes. No, but I'll, I'll just say, I'll say the reason I'm pushing back a little bit is, um, again, it's there, there's, there's FODMAPs, there's autoimmune things. There's allergies. So some people, again, are, and and it's also the way even, even a lot of the plants that are produced, even if they're organic are produced poorly. So, uh, again, red pepper, uh, lentils, you know, things like that can be very inflammatory for a lot of people. So
1: I I wasn't talking about saying only plants. I just said eating plants in general, but but
0: that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Again, it's like saying veganism is good for you. It's like, there's, there's a lot of ifs. And, and so I, I, I won't say okay, that. Would point. you say
1: that eating plants is bad for you?
0: It's all in, it's all relative. So <laughs> look again, I'm all for, I'm all for a eating as much of a variety of, of plants as possible. Um, but understanding what? All I said was eating plants. I didn't say how much I didn't say. When. I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying is I don't like, it's like saying, do you believe in God or not? Like to me, it's, it's not a yes, no question. There's, there's nuance. Like I'm going through my journey. I'm going through my process. Like it's not yes or no to me. So it's, (laughs) it's not as easy as, and, and with, when it comes to eating plants are good for you again, what types of plants? Like there's, there's so much nuance to it,
1: but some things are just so simple,
0: but it's not that simple to me.
1: It is. No. Uh, No. It's like saying, is drinking water good for you?
0: Not always, because if you're filtering the water-
1: But you literally require water.
0: I understand, but my point- but that's But you're not, but yeah, but you're making it yes, no. I'm aware, I'm not saying being hydrated isn't good for you. It's about how you phrase it. Because drinking water, if it's filtered and it has no minerals in it, and I was gonna ask you about the Zac Efron thing, because did you see that whole thing on Netflix? Uh, Down to Earth? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, he talks about this in the water. They have the water, uh, whatever, connoisseur, sommelier, the water sommelier. And, but anyway, but the, but the basic point there about water is if you're drinking this kind of, again, processed water and you're putting it into your body, you, it can actually pull some of the uh, nutrients you know, out really- of your body. Yeah, yeah so, so I used to, as an example of that, I used to work at the New York City Marathon finish line and people would come across the line and collapse. And I would say, did you drink water? I stopped at every water station. I had so much water. Well, what happened is you got all of the sodium out of your body because you yeah. sweat. And you have, And I literally take little salt packets out of my pocket and throw it in their throat. And they'd be like, I can see light and color again because they had have, they have no salt. So anyway, water I'm, is not always, is it good to drink water? Sure. But again, everything has nuance, and this everything
1: is problem, so. has nuance, but certain things are required.
0: You and need to be. I, but that's the point. It's the, it's the terminology. So you need to be hydrated. Can you, you get hydrated, hydrated all of your
1: life with something other than water? Could you live without water? I. I what What do you like? What I'm no. getting into the final points. Uh, I don't feel like getting into the final points. <laughs> Look,
0: <laughs> because <laughs> that's not who I am. Well, Look. my point is, you you well, could drink. Oh, but you don't have you to. Can get, but you can get hydrated from eating an apple. You're getting but
1: not for all of your life.
0: What well like
1: if you it, if it, you it, were forced to live off of the water of the, the hydration quality of eating apples and
0: never drinking another drop of water in just its pure H2O form. If you got, if you got all of you, but like a cucumber is ninety seven percent water, so like and it's
1: cooling your body. Cucumber and watermelon are better than any vitamin water that you can buy right. to cool your body during the summer. Right. But you still need to drink water. Yes, you can survive by going in a desert. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not
0: arguing. I'm not arguing against drinking water. Then the why did you
1: just say yes? You, you need
0: water. Because it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, but, but I, I just I want people to understand when I'm talking when I'm talking to people. Um, You've
1: considered all the options.
0: I try to I try to make sure they they understand and like it's not overbearing, but at the same time, again, understanding that they like again when when in 2020, certainly like put me into more of this framework of it's not just. Are you pro life or pro choice? It's not just that. Like, it's not, you can't just, it's not just a, are you red or blue team? It's not just that. Like, and if I'm anti red, all of a sudden, oh, you have to be blue. No, like, I'm just a person who's saying you're a freaking psycho. Like, that the thing you're thinking doesn't make any sense. Not you, QAnon per se. I'm okay to call them out. But I'm like, Hillary Clinton, I don't think is eating babies. I'm sorry. Like, for you to genuinely think that, like, I don't know how we got here. I don't know how we got here, but we're here. You're
1: the leader. I follow. Oh, I will say this because I'm over hour 12 now um, of my day. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's been fun. All I will say
0: is I've been. 17 I hour that. fast here. I'm just going to throw that in there. But.
1: I fast regularly. I actually do a three day um, immune system restart every month. Um it keeps my immune system and my autoimmune system like we'll have that. To-
0: we'll have to jump back and talk about some of that stuff. Cause I've, yeah. I've been playing with it. I haven't been very consistent with it, but. uh
1: Nah, man, actually- you, you straight, you straight. So all I will say is if you are hurting, if you are sick, if you are confused, if you are tired, if you are at the point where your doctors are trying to label you psychosomatic, if you are starting to believe that you are psychosomatic, take the time to do what has worked for so many people and honestly give it a try with guidance. And the guidance is especially important. Bo said it earlier. If you pay $200 for a person like I, myself or him, it's gonna give you a lot more of your life back than trying to go buy what your insurance will pay for. Because if they've been running you around this long, they're probably gonna keep running you around and it might not even be out of malice or greed, they yeah. just might it's, not. It's the system,
0: it's the system. Yeah, I think, uh, again, I talk a lot of trash about the healthcare system. I don't think a lot of the folks are, are well, unwell-intentioned or, or, or malicious in any way, but, who uh, that turmeric though. Um, That's how I go through that stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't think that they are malicious to, to your point for sure, but it, it's just, it's unfortunately the way the system's set up to keep you alive to not be able to deal with the nuance. And that's again, where it comes down to me for like, is water good for you? Sure. And like, it's a very simple, it should be a simple question. And again, I, yeah, I'm all for eating vegetables and water, drinking water. But like, I just want to, when I have those conversations and when I'm delivering a message to somebody who's trying to learn about health, I personally, uh, and I'm not saying your message is wrong by any means, but like, I just want to get deeper into it. And I don't want to commit to, Uh, because when you say water is good or you say go vegan there's these easily again I'll keep coming back to that concept of there's easily people falling into Mm -hmm. this is what I'm and and it's just like this is the thing okay I need to be hydrated I'm going to drink 300 you know ounces of water a day and then you get what we call hyponatremia and again like that's not good um and and you know, even if you're drinking the best water in the world, like it's, it's, it might not be good. Um, so there's ways it's, it's understanding what to monitor. Like you said, paying attention to your brain fog. How do you feel when you wake up? Um, you know, again, what's your body changing like, you know, Oh, that's actually a sign of inflammation and, and constipation. Like these are things that, again, people eat Indian food and they, you know, it doesn't end well in the bathroom. And there, but nothing connects. And I'm again, I'm not like trying to call people out, but it's just human nature. It's our lizard brain to not connect that like, oh, like I kind of know Mexican food or Indian food have these reputations for causing me to have gastric distress, mm-hmm. but I still like it. I'm not going to change. And it's like, we need to have these conversations, these deeper conversations about like, hey, maybe there's something in that that's causing some kind, con- like that you should not be putting into your body. Or maybe
1: I'm missing some bacteria in my gut that is not allowing me to process what I'm putting into. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot to it. There's a lot. This is why my intake, my client intake takes an hour and a half. There you go. That's Right, would, and, that, and that's yeah. that's after you fill out the paperwork. That's me interviewing you after you fill out the paperwork. Because right. it is nuanced. I'm not gonna disagree with you on that. But all my, my thing is, because I work in communities where people have been taught not to take their body into consideration. Right. They have been taught that there is no such thing as being too tired or too sick or too emotionally overridden to stop working or stop going to school or take a break or take care of yourself. Um, so I'm working with people who don't value water, don't right. value vegetables yeah. and don't, and don't value or understand what exercise can look right. like and feel like.
0: Right, right and That's
1: right. why my message is so simple. Cause I'm literally introducing this to people.
0: Sure. I'm, I 100% agree. More people need to get off the couch. More people need to drink more water and again, drink water instead of a big gulp, drink water instead of a soda. Like it's starting where and, and meeting people where they're at. So on an, invi- on an individual level, for sure, for the majority of humans, for sure, we need to get them uh, moving in the right direction. Uh, so that's it. I think we we agree on that and we'll wrap it up there. I appreciate the candor and uh, and I, I, I think we can go for a few more hours for sure on, on some back and I'm forth. not talking
1: vegan with you no more. We could okay. talk about the
0: ground. <laughs> I, 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 and that's, that's what, you know, and unfortunately that's what happens is uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you
1: about out. my, my organic no-till micro mini farm. How about that?
0: Sounds good. I do want to, I do want to uh, circle back at some point about mm-hmm. the carbon negative thing. And maybe if you have some articles on that, would love to understand that better. But uh, cause as far as I know, a regenerative farm is uh, so the, the documentary, by the way, if you're interested in Getting the other some of the other propaganda side of the story, uh, it's called Sacred Cow, um, mm-hmm. and it's Rob Wolf and Diana Rogers who are two of the top like paleo people. But they're again, Sustainable Dish is Diana Rogers' brand, and they're um, again, it's not as well produced as Game Changers. And I'm not, I'm not. I know you're not necessarily shouting and and advocating for Game Changers, but. Uh, I would at least like people to watch. I would love for you to watch sacred cow and get back to me with your thoughts about, or uh, is there stuff in there that they got wrong? Cause again, to me, there's a lot of stuff that these other, that, that uh, game changers got wrong. And, and so I'll send you that link of me talking about that. And again, would love to hear your thoughts um, and anyone watching, listening uh, please. Yes. Same thing. Uh, share with us where you stand on this stuff. And uh, it can be, It's crazy because veganism is probably and vegan meat is probably more divisive than Republican Democrat or or God and atheist and and all that. So like uh, or different religions in general. Like I feel like uh, vegan versus meat eaters can be, whew, As you can see, as you guys saw here for a little over an hour, um, (laughs) gets gets intense. So I go back to the nuance points, and that's where I was going down when I brought up the political stuff of, of. again when you start talking to folks it's it's nuanced so that's my that's my thing that's my word for 2021 is going to be nuance maybe anyway where can people find you my dear reverend
1: oh god i'm still learning on making letting people find me
0: okay. don't <laughs> find her now don't no
1: find me dallas Conyers on Facebook. I'll be back on social media in March. <laughs> uh,
0: I took a break. My, my dog doesn't break. like any of this.
1: Yeah. Um, oh. and healthy the number four purpose.com will be like folk oh, like bro man from the fifth floor. Um mm-hmm. healthy for a purpose because you all were created with a purpose. And so live and be healthy so that you can meet it and live it and love it. Um, but that'll be up by mid February and healthyforpurpose.com will allow you to have easy scheduling time with me and also see a crap ton of videos of me talking about different things and doing some young. I want to, good-
0: I want to see my, the kombucha video soon. You want to see I'm, the kombucha. I want to order some stuff from you and I'm going to send you my, uh, 21 point, virtual ortho checkup that I try to get every human being. Yes, into. I was
1: totally excited when you did that on the newsletter.
0: And if anyone wants to sign up to my newsletter, hit it down below. Uh, there should be a link somewhere. I'm also working on some of these things. Uh, anyway, appreciate you. And uh, we're going to wrap it up guys. Ch- check in with her, check in with me, uh, get healthy, get 1% better. Hopefully this conversation got you at least 1% better. Something good in there. I want be at least two at least two, I, I, you know, three, you know, let's not push it. Let's not push it. Um, or, or it got you negative better because you're more confused now than ever. I don't know.
1: Which is I why I don't do the nuance when I'm talking to new people. <laughs> lead them yes. in, lead them in.
0: There's processes to follow. If you follow a one-on-one coach, that's but just it. Start. It's just creating start. creating clarity. Just start, get off the couch, just start. I have a feeling the folks uh, checking in here are not the ones who necessarily need us the most, but if they are, again, Hit or us up.
1: You know who do. There
0: That's you go. We're, we're always happy to refer out to the the, the people that need to, uh you know, that, that we know can help you the most. So, Lexi's barking. Time to go. Time to uh,
1: go. Thanks, night, so. folks.
0: Good to see you. you. You can stay on. We'll chat. Okay. Ending broadcast.